United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. A dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects recording now, so I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm going to intro myself first. Hi, okay. I'm Chelsea, and I'm the apology to every guy listening to this, knowing that we're actually recording it on a Friday and not a Thursday, despite what some people may be telling you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, what's up? My name's Noel, and sometimes, you know, you cancel plans, and you're like, do you want the truth? or nothing but the truth and you know that sometimes is what it is and most people should know you should know that thursdays are my busiest day and i tell them straight up that and maybe sometimes plans will happen maybe they won't and maybe sometimes i'll purposefully cancel them and lie about it to be fair uh i can't i was like it was like maybe a hot five minutes before we technically probably should have started to prepare to record. And I was like, can we record tomorrow? I was in a mood and I didn't fucking feel like it. No, I feel Uh-oh. you a thousand percent. Well, we had to like go to fucking Lehigh, which I was emotionally preparing for like hours long driving. I had no idea where that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you actually had to drive like yeah. hours to get there. It took almost um, two hours to get there yeah. with traffic, um, et cetera. Peace and love, not worth it. So anyway, um, here we are. Mm-hmm, yeah, we're mm-hmm. recording on a Friday. Um, yep. Deal with it is what I have to say to that. Um, sometimes, you know, I a piece of feedback was like consistency, and sometimes I say, "Give me a break." I thought about that real hard when she when like our tarot cards got read, and she was like, "Consistency is the key to the success of your podcast." And I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna immediately cancel." Because I just I had to drive an inconveniently long time, um, but you know, the episode was basically done. Yeah, I just didn't want to record. Yeah. I would have rather taken a cheese grater to my nipples than recorded last yeah. night, and that just is the way it is. I would have rather gone back to fucking Lehigh to work in that open office space for another five minutes before it was time for me to drive the two hours back home. Yeah, open office spaces are for are for what? Are for dystopian realities and sci-fi movies. There's nothing good yeah. about an open office and there's nothing good about seeing Chelsea's toes right next to the food she was eating <laughs> in the I open office. Was, okay, let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. I woke up feeling like shit. Like I woke up feeling hungover despite not actually being hungover, you know, when you have days like that and you're like, cool, I'll have coffee. Coffee doesn't help. It just elevates your heart rate and makes your headache pound harder. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll take Tylenol. I'll take ibuprofen. I'll take like special doctor headache medicine, like fucking none of it. And then, uh, it was just a bad day for me yesterday. Uh, anniversary wise, uh, I was not in a good fucking mood. And then I go eat my plain rice. My face fucking hurt. And then Noelle, Takes a video of me trying to work. I had taken my shoes off for comfort. My bad that I put my feet on my food. And uh, well, my feet are always clean. So they did look clean, but it was a lot for yeah. me to um, digest. I think that's fair. Uh, my bad. I also just didn't give a shit. And right 
right at fucking five. They were like, do you want some pizza? And I was like, nope. And then I left. Yeah, I don't blame you. I Irish goodbyed. Um, if there's, you know, if there's two pieces of feedback that I've been given by people, both professionally and unprofessionally, <laughs> it's that I need to work on not Irish goodbying and not ghosting people. And I accept that feedback. It is a gift. I understand they're not wrong, but also I'm not changing. So um, have fun. Um, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't no. have to change. I did the white man smile, you know, when you're like passing someone on the street and you don't want to say hi and you do like the real pursed lips. Like, mm. Yeah, you like I, give yourself dimples by like squeezing your lips yeah. so hard. I did that as I cleaned up my stuff and like side-eyed everybody as I left. I did say goodbye to Eric. I said, hey, I'm leaving. And then I got in the uh, in my vehicle. And then I just like internally cried the whole way home. You know when you're crying, but like eyes are dry and there's no physical symptoms, but your heart hurts. Yeah. I did that the entire two hours home yeah. in traffic. I don't I don't blame you. So um if we're speaking of dry, <laughs> Chelsea mm-hmm. and yeah. everyone listening right now. You guys Sometimes people want me to spit in their mouth, but I have like chronic dry mouth because of you, you have chronic dry su- mouth. Yeah, because of illegal substances that I do that are legal oh, in some states, okay. and it's like a very heat of the moment thing. And they'll like say it, and then I'm like, but I can't. No. Um, and I just feel like, I feel like I don't know what to do about that. Let me tell you what to do. First off. Thank you for that information. Number two, how dare you? Um, <laughs> I just keep water by the bed. You take a little sip and then you spit. Account. Do you? Th- okay, 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 okay. But there was water. But and I thought about that. But then I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it's weird in the sense, like when I first broke my face and I was so fucking desperate for pickles, I had my partner chew them up and spit them into my mouth. <laughs> when you're desperate, you fucking desperate, and when you're gross, you don't care. So I True, think you should it, just it's like, it down. I also feel like that's kind of like putting on a show. That's basically like you're a dolphin. You're putting water in your mouth and you're spitting it on them. It's It kind of ruins the like raunchiness of it, which right, I think is right, the point. Right. Part two. Instead of keeping water by the bed, you just keep a blood caplet in your mouth <laughs> all night. <laughs> and they say, spit in my mouth. You pop the caplet and you just okay. yeah. You get them. Yeah. Also... So. <laughs> I handed someone my gum, like, put their hand under my mouth and spit it into there to be like, throw it out. Uh-huh. And they put it in their mouth and started chewing it. And I was like, yo, why am I into that? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, that's hot. Like, what's wrong with me? I was like, I thought we were talking about dryness here, ma'am. But like, I know. You're just talking I know. about someone eating your gum. It's a power yeah. move. That's why. I know. I agree. It's like, one of my favorite TikToks I've seen is like this girl and she spits her gum out at the camera and then this dude stitches it. So it's like the video continues and he set himself looking like he's on the receiving end of it and he grabs yeah. it in his mouth and swallows it and then gives like a little wink. And I was like, that's that's both funny and hot. And then that the like PG-13 version happened to me and I was like, man, yeah. what the but- fuck is wrong with me? It's there's just something about it where someone's like, "Yeah, I fucks with you." And you're like, yeah. "Sir, yeah, ma'am. it's very much like I'll drink your bathwater energy." Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. something about that that is like it's, 
It's big dick bathwater energy. It is. Uh It is. So anyway, shout outs to everyone who does that. That's cool. That's tight as fuck. And I think that you should keep it up. Um, Anyway, speaking of things that are tight as fuck. Let's talk about this. Oh, okay. That was, I thought you were going to segue into something completely different. Uh, Let's jump into it. Uh, Noelle, have you ever had cancer? Um, You know what? Maybe there's a chance I might now. Who knows? You you found that mole on my arm and now that's all I think about and I'm going to do little nothing about it. You stupid bitch. I'm so (laughs) serious. Chelsea, you need to go to see a dermatologist. But here's what happened. You were giving me the sunscreen. I've been thinking about it a lot in these past few seconds that we brought it up. You were giving (laughs) me the sunscreen and then you're like, hey, you have this mole that looks like cancer. And I went, oh, thank you so much. And then that bird shit on my back. (laughs) I forgot about it. I forgot about the mole because you were like, I think a bird just shit on you. And I turn and I look and there's like a wet, rancid bird running down my back. Fucking forgot all about the cancer on me. That was such a roller coaster of a fucking trip. So we went out paddleboarding on this dog shit fucking lake. Not even a lake, more like a pond. Numerous dead fish just floating uh, around for us. <laughs> Just hanging out. Um, boats not giving a fuck that there are people also in the water. And then um, I notice a, a, what I would consider a problematic bowl on oh, Chelsea. Uh-huh. And then immediately after, she gets shit yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what you said. You're like, is that sunscreen? What is that? <laughs> and I turn and I look. It's just a big old bird turd <laughs> on my back. <laughs> 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 If it's anyone a- wants to summarize my life, it's like Noel pointing out a cancerous mole and then a bird fits on me. Because no reprieve from one disaster to the next. Oh I can't, yeah, bird but- shit on your cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. A bird shit on your cancerous mole and gets fucked, loser. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, which man. apparently so anyway, you know, a bird pooing on you is supposed to be good luck. <laughs> mixed signals. What <laughs> mixed signals? <laughs> um, but speaking of cancer, that's a segue. Mm. Uh, let's <laughs> let's talk about nuclear disasters. Um, Can't wait. When you think of a nuclear disaster, you're probably going to think of uh, Fukushima in Japan or Chernobyl in the Soviet Union. But looking at the breakdown in deaths between those two meltdowns, first you can kind of determine probably the superiority of the Japanese government at the time of responding to that and the fucking Soviet Union responding to their own nuclear meltdown. Yeah. Um, And by responding to, you mean not responding at all and pretending like nothing happened. Right. Because – some claim with Fukushima that there was really one death that was caused by like direct contact with the actual meltdown and about 31 in Chernobyl. But when you look at the deaths from like the radiation exposure after that, it's thousands of people. Um, as early as 15 years ago, the experts re-estimated and they said probably 4,000 people actually ended up dying from exposure to Chernobyl. So huge variations in the data yeah. that you've given us. Yeah. And I pulled this report slash stat 
um, from the United Nations Scientific Committee on the effect of the atomic radiation found. Um, 134 first responders who, are for, who were diagnosed with acute radiation syndrome, um, ARS, which we'll go into in a second, after the Chernobyl accident. Of these, 28 died in the first four months, but not instantaneously, and then 19 more died over the next 20 years. Um, but the other thing that they're not talking about is that pretty much every single one of those 134 first responders did suffer in some sort of fashion. If it wasn't immediately or over a six-month period, it was lifelong misery due to that. Did you ever see that photo of that person who had, like, horrific uh, radiation exposure and then the scientists or, like, doctors kept them alive to study them, but, like, their skin had melted off? Was that Fukushima or was that Chernobyl? It was Chernobyl, I'm pretty sure. Doctors kept radiation person alive. Also, shout out to the HBO show Chernobyl. That shit is fucking nightmare fuel. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. So, after Chernobyl, I tried to find, like, a detailed breakdown of what radiation really does to the body. Or, like, what, like, just in the horrific the horrificness of it and there's not very much about it i feel like i was gonna say dude i was gonna say there's not much because i did the same thing obviously like i lean more morbid curiosity often and to me there was just like i want to see what the stages are i want to see what the levels of like different types of radiation poisoning look like you know, because in that first episode of, like, the Chernobyl fucking series, you essentially see someone, like, disintegrate in front yeah. of you. and then you hear, like, these people get transferred to the hospital, and then their families are finally told, and they come, and they're, like, puking up blood. And the doctors are all, like, they've evacuated the whole hospital. <clears throat> but then when you try yeah. to find out any accounts of that, buried. Yeah. It, it kind of blew my mind. Of, like, And I'm sure it's because people don't like, the government or, like, they, like, capital T-H, they don't want people to fear uh, nuclear energy because it's really the answer to all of our problems or most of our, like, energy problems now. But to be ignorant about it... I agree with that a thousand percent. I can almost say for certain that's why. Like, not only because there are large countries that, um, you know, have had nuclear disasters happened to them within the very recent past and they don't want any sort of bad press about it but also any bad press about it is like not what anyone wants to hear and the effects of radiation poisoning are on such a micro level like when you say it rearranges and scrambles the DNA of each cell like I mean that with my entire chest like you fall apart literally in the most vile way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's go into I wish that, that a little like, bit. I wish that they were talking about it more. I don't know. It's just no, like, they, like after Chernobyl, it was the morbid curiosity, like you said, but for this episode, I wanted to like have the interesting morbid facts and it was hard to fucking find stuff that wasn't from a scientific paper. Yeah, yeah, you can find, like, peer-reviewed journals all day long about it, but that reads, you know, like, radio instructions. And it's mm-hmm. just, 
I don't know, man. Between like that bursting pipeline in the Gulf of Mexico that caused the fucking ocean to go on fire, um, literally, and looking like a portal to hell, and like, you know, nuclear fallout causing people to be deformed for generations. It's kind of like maybe we should be talking about the, you know, cause and effects of things. Probably. Like we should understand it enough to like know what exposure is okay and what isn't. Yeah, like, I, know I mean, fire is dangerous, but oil, big oil gets to light shit on fire every fucking day, including the ocean. And we're all just yeah. like, yeah, that's what oil does. But we have no real understanding of like nuclear fallout. Yeah. And what's crazy to me too is that like there are people doing like tours of Chernobyl, you know? They've got Geiger counters and whatever, but it's still kind of like, hey, how about like no exposure is good exposure. I even remember after that earthquake that happened um, with the most recent nuclear disaster in Japan that they were like taking cargo ships and like embargo ships out into the ocean Mm -hmm. um, for people to like go hang out and live for, for a while while they essentially just tried to remove the topsoil around the affected areas um, and still to this day, like, there's, like, a kind of ground zero area that they're, like, this is a no-go. This is completely abandoned. But mm-hmm. right outside of that, people are back. And it. I'm not trying to say, you know, the government is lying. But, you know, I wouldn't be if I were them. Yeah. Like, uh, some of those popping videos that I watch, a lot mm-hmm. of them are from areas where we dropped uh the nuclear bomb and people are saying like this is just some of the fucking effects of that are generational like people don't just get cystic acne over their whole bodies and it's fun to fucking watch on youtube but then when you look down at it and like you look at some of the statistics behind it like that's a side effect that nobody expected that even people are are still going through some of it are you for real the people Weird popping videos you watch are connected yeah. to radiation poisoning that, from World Yeah, War radiation II. poisoning and even like Agent Orange. Oh shit, yeah. They talk yeah. about that in their little videos? In the uh in the deep dive on the comments that I do. Because people are like, wow. All right, let's talk about like some of these pimples and then like you know, it it gets leaked here, it gets like put there, and then like as you go down the fucking rabbit hole. It's like, yeah, no shit, they're having these skin problems. Look at what we fucking did to like their parents and their parents' parents. You know? Yeah. I think that's very interesting. And also, you are far gone in that shit, man. You are in the fucking weeds, dude. I know. I am literally in the gaper, which, (laughs) if you don't know, is like what I and other pimple enthusiasts like to call the giant hole left in your face after you pop a particularly juicy pimple. You It's like when you say popping pimple, you don't mean it. Because what you watch is almost like... Um, at home tumor removal like it's not a normal pimple popping video it is fucking horrific um anyway back to this horrific shit right yeah 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 yeah. um so we are exposed to radiation every day which scientists break down into two very basic effects threshold and they break it down into the moment the doctor goes okay i'm gonna put this little vest on you I'm going to go ahead and put this like little cat scan machine or whatever on you. And then they go, okay, on the count of three. And then they run down the hall into another room to press a button. And you're just sitting there with this little dinky vest. And you're like, what? (laughs) 
You're like, Why but are you the rest running? of my body's exposed. Yeah, am I going to be okay? I love that. I fucking love that shit. You're like, you know what? Just take the show vest off of me. We both know. Also, for anyone who flies a lot in planes, um, you get like you get radiation poisoning because you're up in altitude levels every time oh you God. go up a certain level. Really sorry about airplanes. Oh God, what? I don't know. This might be rated R. Uh, Just say it. Okay, so I always opt out of going through the little scanner machines um, Mm -hmm. just because of my philosophy on big government. I like to live my truth. So I'm like, nope, I'm going to go for the pat down. And they always say it's safe. It doesn't do anything for you. And to which I say, "Mm, we'll see. Anyway, uh, I used to flex a lot harder on that than I do now because I'm like, oh, fuck it. They've got me. I've got the 5G COVID shot. Might as well go through now. But also, I never yeah. fly. I'm terrified of it. Um, but one time, I did the opt-out, and I was returning home from a roller derby trip, and I was still in my roller derby clothes. So I was in literally booty shorts. I had flip-flops on, and I had the world's smallest shirt, and my hair was up in a messy bun. And I said, yeah, I'm going to opt-out. And they're like, okay, we'll go get a female to come pat you down. And I had done this... Every time I'd flown. And when I was at the prime of roller derby, we were flying sometimes two or three times a month. So that I had done this a lot. And as the lady's patting me down, she goes, oh, how come you opted out? And I said, honestly, I, it's probably not bad. But I, um, I just, you know, it's just the fucking way that I am. And she was like, yeah, that's fair. And I'm like, it's nothing against you guys. It, the machine is probably safe. And I know that. But like my caveman brain makes me feel more in control. And she goes, yeah, it's, that's really cool. She's like, personally, I couldn't do it because I was molested too much. And then that was the oh. end of the conversation. And she continued oh. to pat me down. She lifted my boobs, patted under my boobs. And then that was the fucking end of it. Oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. What that? Yeah, Where do you I go don't, from there? I don't think that should be her job. Not be, I just, I think that's probably not good for her mentally to do that. It's good for me mentally either. I didn't know, like, you're supposed to be in someone's corner when something like that happens. And my exact response was like, hop, hop. Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, maybe just go through the x-ray machine. Who cares? They're going to see your nipples. It doesn't you matter. I did it the next time just because I was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. And now I just don't fly. So. Yeah. Easy peasy. <laughs> Everyone wins. Something like that. But, okay, so we okay. have anyway threshold, threshold non-threshold. Non-threshold. Threshold is like run-of-the-mill ra- daily radiation. Like this shit comes from the ground. It comes from the sun. It's stuff that we get all the time, but like our body can handle it. Uh, it's small enough where our, our skin will deflect it. It's small enough that like sunscreen can deflect it. We I really mean, for now that well, ozone layer is not getting any stronger. Right. So uh, until our ozone just like breaks, mm-hmm. uh, it's stuff that we can just basically protect ourselves with from clothes or a real good microwave that doesn't get as much radiation into you. And it's just threshold because it hits our daily threshold and we can handle it without any adverse reactions. Mm-hmm. Non-threshold radiation is the big bad. It's the stuff that we get exposed to, which actually causes an adverse reaction. 
And one of the most common forms of an adverse reaction to non-threshold radiation is cancer. Yeah. Other non-threshold reactions can be hair loss, brain damage, heart failure, uh, sterility, damage to the thyroid gland, and so on and so forth. So let's just say we've been in a nuclear meltdown and we've all been exposed. Um, Radiation exposure is measured in a couple of different ways. But for our sake, we're going to call it grays because that is a measurement of radiation exposure. There's also civils. But um, since we did a podcast about Seville being like that actual British guy who was a pervert, um, I decided to go with the grays. I think that's more fun. Yeah. Yeah, And the math behind it, for those who are curious and much smarter than we are, uh, is the absorption of one joule of radiation energy per kilogram of matter. That's as far as I'm going to explain it. Also, when you said joule, I just think of like an actual, like a tobacco joule. I just thought like three little Uh, jewels all sitting next to each other. I mean, probably also cancerous. Actually, Um, very true. Good point. Oh, thank you. Uh, And for those of us who would be lucky away or lucky enough to be kind of farther away from the meltdown, we'd get about 0.35 grays, which would make us feel sick, achy. We'd probably dismiss our symptoms to like the flu or the common cold. I'm not trying to be a hypochondriac. Maybe every day I'm exposed to a level of radiation, and that's why I feel sick and achy. Yeah. It also could have been the fact that you literally went out and got fucked up last night on a Thursday. Definitely not it. Actually, I know that. Actually, I take it back right now. Um, It's for sure someone is probably leaking radiation into my apartment. Well, you're not making enough tinfoil hats, Doelle, and if I told you once, I've told you a hundred thousand fucking times. (laughs) Fair. Um, and those a little closer to the fallout are going to feel worse. We'd feel like, oh shit, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, (laughs) Um, we'll feel weak and tired, similar to like the flu symptoms, but at just one gray, our blood cells literally begin to die. Um, which essentially would turn us all into a hemophiliac. We could literally bleed to death, um, by getting just a small injury because our Blood, our white blood cells are dying, and our clotting agents, like the palisar blood, are also dropping by the hour. So we could technically survive this level of exposure, but uh, for those of us who live in the United States, one, we wouldn't be able to fucking afford it because we would need a full blood transfusion at this point and probably be in the hospital most of our lives. Yeah, you're you're bubble boy at this point. Yeah, and just sl- and that's only at one gray of exposure. Um, slightly higher than this, we would dismiss all the other symptoms to probably an off day, stay inside and try to recover. But we would start to notice that we would be getting a sunburn, even though we hadn't been outside. And it would Which just is weird. Very weird. Especially when you consider like, we're not talking about like a regular red sunburn. Like you would start to develop blisters, your skin would pop. You would feel hot, you'd feel sweaty and sore, and as time passes on, you would just continually feel and look as if you were being put in an oven. Yeah, you're essentially cooking from the inside out, which is interesting to think about when, like, you know, they say if you get, like, a second-degree sunburn, you know, if you've you've had blisters from a sunburn, you're at a bit, like, you have a higher chance for developing skin cancer— and, like, this is literally the inverse of that. 
this is almost like I've physically absorbed the sun inside of me on a cellular level. And now it's coming out through every single cell in my body and I am cooking. Right. And the sunburn that you get, like when people, if people are like, oh yeah, I've gotten a sunburn. So I've probably been exposed to this. A sunburn would be part of like threshold level. So even your worst fucking sunburn that you've ever gotten would not be as bad as this. Yeah, no, um, it would be would like, unless be you've been threshold. hospitalized for like third degree burns. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which I personally have not, knock on wood. Yeah. But if I did, I would kill myself uh, because it sounds miserable. Yeah. And when, and we're still at relatively low levels of grays. It's when we start getting to like the levels of about 10 that even if you took out all of the bone marrow in somebody's body, gave them all new blood, all new bone marrow, there's still zero chance of survival. Um, your lifespan would go from years to days and you'd probably spit or vomit yourself to death in excruciating pain while it would feel like you're burning alive. And that's yeah, not great. Not even the closest to the fallout. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if you're super close to the fallout, you're just melting. You are fucking toxic yeah. Avenger soup on the floor. Literally. And it takes minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. You would have pain, burning, seizures, loss of muscle function, and the longest you would probably live, 48 hours. Yeah, and that's what the 10. Uh-huh. And it, it only takes 30 grays to kill a human. Um, and the stuff that we were talking about, less than one gray. That's how bad it is. Yeah, not great. Not great odds. No. And it is a coin flip on where you want to be in regards to a meltdown. Um, especially with Chernobyl, because the Soviet Union kept the world in the dark as they sat on, like, the biggest loaded gun in history and just started fucking firing it off into the air until they ran out of bullets. Yeah. Those who were closest to the disaster, like, either got a horrific death, which took a mere days, or they just lived the rest of their life in pain and suffering with no help uh, in terms of, like, medicine, because medicine just can't fucking keep up with radiation. They'll put you in a coma, maybe. Yeah. That's it. That's, like, literally all you can do. Um, and the side effects of Chernobyl are not just radiation poisoning. If you look at the people who are directly affected by Chernobyl, um, apathy, alcohol abuse, suicide are all some of, like, the leading causes of death for victims of the Chernobyl disaster for those who weren't killed by the radiation first. And, like, yeah. if you think about death by apathy, it's you just... Stop giving a shit to death. Yeah. Yeah. There's also like, I remember this Chernobyl documentary and there are like villages outside of Chernobyl that were raising children who were born like with deformities because of radiation poisoning. And Mm -hmm. they weren't even like a fucking sperm in their dad's ball sack when it happened. It's just like, that's how it just mutates inside of you. Uh huh. And it's it's crazy. It's like the Springfield fish that has three eyeballs. It's like these kids are being born with like extra limbs, some with no limbs. Yep. Uh, and the only thing that really any like restitution they get is sometimes the UN will come in and study the side effects of the radiation. But like yeah, other than that, no, oh, there's wow. no restitution for these people. Mm-hmm. And um, we've mentioned a lot of side effects here, but there is one primary 
underreported side effect of radiation, and it is incredibly, incredibly fucking controversial. Because one thing that is not a conspiracy is radiation is so powerful, it will alter your DNA. Um, And some of the people who are exposed to that level of radiation from Chernobyl directly um, ended up finding solace in a small community on a remote island off the coast of Greece. And that side effect of the radiation exposure that they all share in common, you ask? Immortality. See, let me just say real quick. First of all, no. Second yeah. of all, I tried so hard, before you get into this, I tried so hard to find any piece of evidence of this at all. And, you know, it's never a good sign when you go to a website and it says not secure and it's like defenddemocracy.press backslash the immortals from Chernobyl. That's like not, it's like Listen. not great for me. I searched this because you you put his name and the institute he went to. I put his name in Bing fucking Google like every which way. And the closest thing I got was like there's a sculptor with a similar name and like an Olympic athlete. Like this, I I so desperately wanted to be with you on this one. So desperately. And all I did was find just garbage Angel Fire websites. Um, and uh, yeah. I'm curious to see how you spin this. With science, Noel. Always with science. Also, I will say, how dare you? We talk at the jump of this episode about how hard it is to find information about radiation. And then you have the audacity to bring up how hard it is to find information about radiation on the flip. Not, about, to make a not, point. About, not about radiation, specifically about Andre... Drozov. <laughs> yeah, no. Finding his name is like pulling a tooth. It was probably one of the last pieces of information no. that I found. Finding his name is harder than pulling a tooth because I can go into my kitchen right now. The pair of pliers and pull out a tooth. I can see them in my mouth. As far as I'm concerned, this person doesn't fucking exist. Except for exist. someone's like WordPress website from 2013. No. And I will cite my sources if I must. But, sure, I, I know you do, but okay, please, I can't wait to hear <laughs> how you believe this, how, uh, you know, radiation, if there, here's the thing, here's my two cents before we completely lose reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, I don't know much about radiation poisoning. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, despite what you all may think. I am also agreeing that it's hard to find this information online that goes into detail. But I feel very confident in saying I don't think any of the effects of it are positive. I think that the effects of it at its least are you are fucked up forever. And at its worst, you turn into uh, soup. And I don't think there is a version of reality in which you touch radiation and become fucking good. Well. Because some people wouldn't see radiation as a po- or immortality as a positive. Yeah, I mean, more positive than shitting your fucking guts out. 
Well, for someone who has gastrointestinal issues, Noelle, maybe I would like to poop. So I did think about that. I was like, yeah. you know how you know I understand. Okay, you know like this is feeling a like take. a burn, like feeling this, a burn forever. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, this is this is a hot take. Okay, I know that people do die from shitting and puking their brains out, but there has to be a moment, maybe the first day in, you've shit and puked your entire body weight out there's nothing left for it to come out and you just look in the mirror for a brief moment and you're like skinny you know what i mean <laughs> that is a fucking hot take oh my I god bet. like maybe Probably. like there are some times where like i'll get a little sick you know i'll get a bit uh. of a stomach bog and then i'll like you know, release my entire body weight into the toilet, and then I'll be like, mm, "Hey, queen, hey, girl, yeah. hello, runway." Like baby nude after I had food poisoning, and I was like, yeah. "Look how good I look," and you agreed yeah. I looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought you were going to go a different route. I didn't think you were going to go with like uh, body issues in terms of weight, and uh, I thought oh, you were no, going to you- there. There has to be a period where you just poop, and you're like, "This is fucking great." And I mean, I also die. agree with that. I also agree with that. I think that's tied into my statement. But yeah, mine definitely more on the body dysmorphia side. But anyway, please tell me about how people can live forever when they touch radiation. Okay. After the 1986 Chernobyl disaster, thousands of people in the area were evacuated. And then hundreds of scientists were like retroactively flown into the area to investigate. And one of these scientists was a man named Andre Drozdov. Maybe. And uh, as known on the internet, Andre Drozdov. And as a representative from the USSR's leading research and development institute, known as the Kershatov Institute, real place, they have their own Wikipedia article, uh, Andre was exposed to enough radiation to drop the man dead. And like the other scientists who went there and the other people who went to Chernobyl, um, he did what he could for the area and then was just like, yep, fuck it, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And he left uh, to go to the Greek island called Gavdos and he waited. And for those of us who are fans of Greek mythology, and I assume we all are. Yeah, everyone um, here. We have heard of this island before, even if it doesn't sound super familiar. Um, this is where Calypso holds Ulysses uh, hostage she marries him, turns the other guys into like donkeys and goats and pigs, and then gives him temporary immortality. And then time on that island passes differently. Um, if you've like watched the Odyssey or things like that, this story is in there. Um, very cool. I thought that was cool when I saw it. Yeah, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy that. Um, so immortality, dare I say, has been part of the uh, lore of this island for quite some time. And inspired by the story or just, like, the beauty of the island itself, Andre went to the island just kind of expecting to die a terrible death. And as he kind of fell into a routine there, days turned to weeks, then months, then years, then decades. Um, And what happened was when Andre left the USSR for Gavdos, he decided he really wanted to just leave a legacy of philosophy and wholesome living. He was – he wanted – Like, while he was haunted by the death he knew was coming, and as a nuclear physicist, he totally 100% knew that he was going to die from the radiation poisoning, he also just kind of wanted to leave a positive mark on mankind, Um, and or at the very least, like, 
not die in shitty post-Chernobyl Russia and instead retire on a uh, be- the beautiful islands off the coast of Greece. I don't so, blame him. Yeah, and his first thought was like, yeah, fuck Russia. I'm going to embrace like nice country living where it isn't like negative 10 degrees all year long. Sure. So he ended what he thought was meaningless corporate work and dove into the studies of what he figured would be more helpful for mankind. Um, So while he was on the island, he decided that he would work every day until he would work up enough of a sweat to the point where he was like, okay, once I start sweating, then I know I can be done. And then he'd go home and just drink a fuck ton of vodka. Um, Who is what? Wait, who is working so much that they sweat in like a corporate environment? No, he left the corporate environment to go live in the country where he was oh. like, my only work philosophy now is to work till I sweat on my little well, island. I would like pick up a bale of hay and sweat and then I'd be like, whoop, there it was. That was enough work yeah. for the day. I sweat thinking about the sun. I'll sweat. Yeah, it's like when I pulled my hamstring going to the museum by slowly <laughs> walking around. Yeah. Oh. Um, and they had an elevator, which I used. No excuse. Yeah, so, I mean, this is this is a tough paragraph for me to understand, because I'm like, what does that mean? Work because we're spoiled Americans, but okay. for a okay. Russian who had to be the first responder to Chernobyl, I'm sure he knows what hard work looks like. That's fair. Um, and while he was there, he established an esoteric school, and he focused on the philosophy of Pythagoras, uh, which is obviously where the Pythagorean theorem comes from. The guy who was like, Triangles, etc. Yeah, right. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yeah. Um, and as those you know what I'm going to say, yeah. you know what I'm going to say? Say it. Fuck that guy. Pythagorean? Like Pythagoras or whatever? I fuck him. Why? Fuck him. He has the easiest to use, like, he has one of the easiest to remember. Um, fucking whatever they're called. Yeah, but what guess is that what? Called? What is the sequence formula? of numbers and let? Yeah, formula. He's one of the easiest formulas to remember. I don't care. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I don't care. Tell me the quadratic formula or tell me like the slope intercept form. You don't remember them, but you remember the Pythagorean Um, theorem. What is it? Um, A plus B over the square root plus or minus something. Man, it's been years. (laughs) We don't fucking remember it. And we don't remember slope intercept form. Here is the fucking. I actually do remember slope intercept for whatever reason. That one like is in my fucking um, brain. Actually, slope-intercept form is pretty easy. Y equals mx plus b. Yeah, as you can say, let's say it at the same time. Well, okay. Oh, you already said it. Y okay. equals okay. mx <laughs> I don't know why that one is. It doesn't matter because I've used none of these. And specifically, I've never used the stupid-ass fucking triangle one. Little bitch boy. Little bitch boy with his fucking formulas. No, you you. you want to do, you wanna do fucking what is, psych, psychology, philosophy, philosophy. You want to do philosophy of math? Go fuck yourself. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Space camp, we did use the Pythagorean theorem. I bet that was it. Yeah, but that was it. Uh, I just wanted to see how far the rocket went. Or like um, what its like trajectory was. But everybody knows that you got to shoot it off at 45 degree angle for it to go the furthest. Also, x equals negative b plus or minus the square root of b squared minus 4ac over 2a. You just Googled that. I did, because I was like, what is the uh, quadratic? Yeah, I was I so know. close, though. I no, was you close. Were close. You were close. Yeah. Um, 
But I will just say that, like, everybody remembers the Pythagorean theorem. It's always yeah. just A squared plus B squared. Yeah, but I'm just squared. saying you're a shitty you're a shitty philosopher if your philosophy is math. How about oh, do some sure. do some soul searching? Also, if I you just live say, forever, do some soul searching. Yeah. I just want to say before I go lay face down in a gutter in the road that I realized that I said like sin instead of sign when I made that joke forever ago where I was like oh, yeah. oh, sign sign. Uh, yeah, how did that feel? Dude, I wake up every night in a cold sweat. So yeah. I just want to say I apologize. I realize I'm fucking dumb. Uh, I mean, I also, who are they? Injury. So, who are they thinking? Also, yeah. what just got dropped off at my front door? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's probably nothing cool. Um, that was probably your new wires for work. Oh, shit, yeah, that probably is it. I love the ring doorbell, man. Everyone buy a ring. It's the greatest invention I love watching people ring it, and then I just stare at them in my phone, and I don't do anything. I don't open the door, but I get to see it. It's very cool. Love. <laughs> Shout out, Ring. Uh, not a sponsor of the podcast, but should be, frankly. Big fan. Big fan of the work they do over there. Unofficial sponsor, because I like watching Noelle yell at the crack addict who hangs out of their door <laughs> to get the fuck out of here. It's true, I do. If I, man, I'm watching that motherfucker like a hawk. I have notifications turned off on everything in my life. I have notifications turned off for calls, texts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything, right? Emails, everything's turned off. The only thing I get notifications for are Ring, and I watch those. Like, my life depends on it. Because, kind of, I guess it does if you look at it in a morbid way, but I'll see him fucking slink up the stairs at 3 a.m. and I'll wake up. I'll wake up in a cold sweat and I'm like, he's outside. And then I see him and I'm like, you have five fucking seconds to get the fuck out of here. And then, yeah, it's really good stuff. Really great stuff. Chelsea did get to experience it. Um, You know, again, unofficial sponsor of the podcast. Ring. Helping (laughs) single women live alone and not get murdered since... I'm assuming they came out in 2013. Also Smith and Wesson, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. So when once like Andre realized that like he wasn't dying, um, him and Pythagoras kind of uh, ended up agreeing on one thing, and that was the belief that by living a really short life, Pythagoras like lived in 1989. No, he didn't. 1989. That yeah, would make him a year younger than me. Well, that's when Chernobyl happened. And you said that this Andre guy thought that he was going to die from Chernobyl, but then went to the fucking Greek islands and is hanging out with the actual... I didn't person. say he was hanging out. He was studying Pythagoras, and they both, oh. as he started to study Pythagoras, realized that they both agreed on one thing. Wow. wow, you need you needed to work on that sentence structure. Okay, well, that, really that just, making... let me read you exactly exactly Please. what I fucking wrote, and Run then we'll back. decide what I need to work on, Noel. Run it back. Okay, now, comma, when those days turned to decades, comma, Andre and Pythagoras decided that they fundamentally agreed on one thing, and that is the belief that by living a structured way of life, man could have his body and soul function together and even find the secret to immortality. I still think that that is a convoluted sentence that makes it seem like they were hanging out together. But, like, he established a school and focused on the philosophy of Pythagoras, which was, like, the sentence before. It still makes it seem... All right, fine. I'm operating on the assumption that people know that Greek philosophers aren't alive anymore. 
Well, that's just why I was confused about the timelines. Right. And well, I already know that this man doesn't exist. So sure. What might as well be hanging out with Pythagoras. Okay. Well, this anyway, sure. Maybe in mind and spirit, he's hanging out. I'll give okay. it to you there. I'll let you um, have that. So they believed collectively uh, Pythagoras <laughs> started it and Andre picked it up with it. Picked it up. <laughs> By living a structured life, you can be immortal. And maybe something as powerful as an exposure to a DNA-altering radiation would be just the zhuzh. Also, I just want to say, that is some real Joe Rogan energy. By living a structured way of life. What are you? What are you? Dry swallowing pre-workout in the fucking parking lot? Get out of here. Structured way of life. What do you med oh, oh you gonna meditate it? Oh have fun meditating. Yeah, don't don't go to therapy. Keep and meditating. You can yoga your way out of that trauma for Joe sure. Rogan is bottom shelf immortality. Where he's like, Yeah, just eat creatine, motherfucker. I'm talking about top shelf in a glass bottle good shit that has to have that. a Chernobyl level exposure of radiation, Noel. I would agree I would you know, fight to say that listening to an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast has the same negative effects as Chernobyl levels of radiation. Um, you know, it's just that sentence that by living a structured way of life, man could have his body and soul okay. function together. Like, I'm get okay, yeah, tell me more let about me, the fucking let me redefine the structure. You fucking eat. I was gonna leave this part out because I thought it was crazy boring, but let's talk about the Pythagorean structure of life. So, when we, you and I think of structure, we're probably thinking of like getting up at the same time every day. Uh, eating a well-balanced meal, and then going to bed at the same time. When I like, think of people who brag about their structured way of life, it's like, you know, I just think it's really important to, like, meditate on the way you feel. And you're fucking shut the fuck up, you little bitch you're right, asshole. You're right. These, when I'm talking structure with these guys, I mean fucking mathematical structure. It's in the sense that their entire establishment that they've built on Gavdos is 100% down to the fucking inch, mathematically designed. That's what I mean by structure. I don't mean getting up at the same time every day and only eating green raw food. I mean like literally physicality structure where anything that they build on the island has a mathematical purpose where they're like, yep, we're going to build this land here and every single... Like, everything on it is going to be a right angle, and then once a year at this fucking time, it's going to light up the entire building because we built it with a mathematical purpose. That's what I mean. Structure that's like, is mathematical purpose here. That's like you with the, when you're unmedicated with your OCD and you think everything has to be ascending. That's like what you do. Well, that's even medicated. That's my OCD medicated, bish. I guess. So imagine how structured your life. Yeah. I'm medicated. I couldn't go to elementary school anymore. (laughs) I'd like, I'd have a lady sit and eat with me like at school when I was unmedicated. Her name is Sue. How'd that go for you? What did you guys do? Uh, She sat down and she made me make sure that I was eating. Um, Because like with my chewing uh, compulsion, I just wouldn't fucking eat. Like, it would take me too long, and then yeah. I would just, like, toss my food because my, all my little friends would go outside. And then I was, like, a skeleton child who had, like, no food on me, and my parents were all upset because uh-huh, they are like, our daughter's starving herself. And they are like, is it, like, an eating disorder? And then they were like, no, it's OCD. So a lady had to sit with me and help me work through my counting obsessions so that I would eat my food and gain weight again. <laughs> I love 
love it. I love unmedicated Chelsea. Uh-huh. God, I love her. Fucking just has to chew food in certain amounts on certain parts of her mouth, getting to the point where she might choke at any second or not eat at all. It's incredible yeah. stuff. Incredible stuff you've yeah. got here. The point where I was like, yeah, it was good. So, Sue, shout out, Crestview Elementary, if you're still there. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. Uh-huh. I just really would love to see how bananas you would go unmedicated on this um, island. Oh, my God. Having yeah. a mathematically structured way of life. I would fucking live forever. I think so. I'm being held back. I'm being held <laughs> back by the medication that my doctor decided I needed to stop pulling out hair. Watch. Fuck Watch, you were actually right, and the key to eternal life was your imaginary version of Ascension that makes sense to nobody but you. (laughs) I counted the other day. Oliver was like, what are you counting when you count? And I'm like, it's a count, but it's a very specific count, and it has nothing to fucking do with you. And he's like, is it just like 1 to 10? And I was like, no, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6, 7, 7, 8, 8, 9, 9, 10. (laughs) That's why I cut my head. No, you a ass bitch. No, you a ass bitch. This island was made for me, Noel. <laughs> you, you and Bam Margera out here making up your own versions of reality. Oh, I don't know if you saw him yeah. making up his own language and rapping it. That's you, and oh, you're my like, God. my counting. I've been watching some of the shitty art that his fans send him that makes fun of Johnny Knoxville. And I'm like, I should submit some art, but I just don't want to put the time into it. Cause I also think Johnny Knoxville is fine. Uh, Cause I'm not I like, do as well. you're already putting time into not counting correctly. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my God. Anyway. Anyway. Before anyone, Any, anyway. Thinks, before anyone thinks like Noel, that these people are nuts. Uh, Andre really is no slouch. He, doesn't let really let people on the island who haven't earned their way there academically. Um, so, for example, other survivors on, that inhabit Gaphidos today are other Chernobyl scientists who, like Andre, got exposed to a life-altering amount of radiation and then just went there to die with other people who kind of knew what the struggle was. And eventually what happened was kind of word of mouth started building and the population of Gabdos became inhabitants of scholars, scientists, mathematicians, um, people who are at the top of the line in the research industry. Um, some of the inhabitants of the island are even like the Russian equivalent of NASA. Others are chemical engineers. And um, all of them, essentially, though, are unpaid laborers on the island working towards a common theme of immortality. And it's important here where it's like, it sounds really culty, but... Yeah. It's, like, not culty in the sense, like, you come and then you just work in this kind of like-minded thing. And where the cult part falls away is that it's not like they're – it's not like they're starved. It's not like they're kept up all day. Like, people will come and they're like, what do you think you'll do good at? And they're like, I think I'll do good at this. And they're like, cool, man. Go ahead and work. And then they work. And then they just stay there. Waiting to die from radiation exposure, but some for some reason they're all just fucking surviving. Okay, this is not a great look, you know, that the hard labor keeps them alive. I'm just gonna say that it's probably not a good well, look also for them. Vodka. They're like, no, you have to drink enough vodka at the end of the day to like get all the other toxins out. I'm also gonna say here again, I'm not a doctor or a scientist like everyone wants to believe. 
but I don't think you should be um, drinking vodka in mass ways every day. So, you know, just, you know, peace and love. We might disagree on that. I'm drinking wine right now and I've never felt worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, happy for you. Um, And the locals aren't like, don't really think that they're that insane either. Um, They're kind of like, it's kind of like the odd stepchildren where we're like, the locals are like, yeah, like they're all fucking brilliant and they're really nice to us and they're not doing anything to hurt us. So like, we'll just let them be for the most part. And the small community who lives on the island, they do call themselves the group. Um, Which is not weird at all. Not that weird. Uh, And they gather around in an underground chamber. That is a little weird. To discuss their philosophies and what they can do on the island to move forward. And I was watching Uh some clips of, like, interviews that they had done. And one person was basically like, well, you're all older. Like, where are the children on the island? And this is when Andre speaks up. And he says, quote, there won't be any new generations. We are the last generation. We won't permit the birth of people who are mortals because they're not needed. Um, and that kind of oh, gets into cute. like a culty cultiness. Yeah, that's um, cute. That's very cute of him. Also, a weird, a weird take as a cult leader because typically you want to make everyone in the cult just start breeding, essentially, so you can have more cult members. Well, and they're not fucking each other either. You know what I mean? Like it approaches cult status, but it never quite gets there because um, in other cults where it's like, give up everything to come live with us, um, or you all have to subscribe to the same thing we do. Mostly it's just a bunch of people on an island waiting to die. Um, and then I mean, isn't that what we're all doing? Well, we're all just on floating little rocks waiting yeah, to die. But they're trying to figure out why they're not dying. Um, I mean, I think that every day. Yeah, but they're like, they were literally at ground zero Chernobyl with the USSR yell, like lying to them saying that everything would be okay, getting exposed to like 30 grays. And we were talking about shit that was less than one gray yeah. and fucking living, not even getting so much as a sunburn from it. Yeah. And they're thriving. They're fucking healthy hippies out there. Mm-hmm. And so like, what exactly are they doing on the island to keep themselves immortal? Well, um... Other than their DNA being changed by radiation exposure, uh, there's not really much that we do know about what they're doing. Um, They are trying to figure it out themselves. They do different scientific experiments. They've set up sustainable living um, on the island so they can keep these experiments up. But really, they're just enjoying the longevity that they've kind of... (laughs) gotten by being exposed to radiation and then going and living on this island. It's like the perfect one-two combo. Mm-hmm. And they do, they have built several structures on the island. Um, and most of them would go over any of our stupid heads. But a lot of them are open and visible to the public eye. And those who get close enough to see what is going on on the island, um, they might look a little weird. And there's also other underground structures that are completely locked down. And those underground structures are just the laboratories where they kind of hold everything from community meetings to scientific experiments to even the more bizarre of actual rituals and ceremonies, which they're so secretive about. There's like not much information about that. Yeah, people don't like to um, talk about their rituals and ceremonies. Yeah, most don't. 
And yeah. you would think that the weirdness of that would like really annoy the extremely religious Eastern Orthodox neighbors, but they don't see the group or like what the Greeks call them. They just call them the Russians um, as a religious threat. And they think of them more as like a scientific local anomaly. Um, when people go to the area and mention the Russians, most people like mention a friendly anecdote about them. Um, for example, okay, one guy was on his way to actually interview the group on the island. And while he was driving around on the mainland of Greece, his car broke down. And he wasn't really sure what to do. Uh, he was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And he called into the town to ask for help. And the locals were like, well, we don't know what to do to help you. You're too isolated, so we'll just call the Russians. And after a short wait, one of the Russians named Alexander appeared on a fucking tractor and apologized to the man for the road not being smooth enough for his car. And he was like, well, we'll fix the situation by just improving the road and building more road here so that this doesn't happen again. And the filmmaker kind of made a joke about Alexander not being qualified to, like, know the, like, ins and outs of infrastructure and, like, civic engineering to just fucking build a road. And the Russian was just like, well, I was a physicist back home. And I just, building walls and sculptures on the island is my hobby. So now I, I've discovered that I'm really good at that. And soon the Russian had, like, fixed the car tire for the documentarian to go on his way before inviting him to see some of the devices that he had invented on the island. And not, like, dumb shit, but, like, he made a device that would take actual atmospheric humidity and transform it into drinking water. And before anyone Cute. thinks that that's fake, it's how the islanders actually get their water. Because remember, they're on a fucking island surrounded by ocean. They don't have a source of fresh water. So this fucking physicist comes on with his big science dick swinging and makes this atmospheric thing which supplies water to the entire island. And also, um, I think that's very cool, and I don't mean to be the token dummy dum dum today. <clears throat> Did you know that air conditioners suck the moisture out of the air, and that's how it helps cool off? Is that like how a swamp cooler works? That's how a swamp cooler works, yeah, but like, like it literally, so, like an air conditioner, like a swamp cooler needs water going into it. Like, it mm -hmm. needs to have, like, water funneled into it, like, through a tube. Does that make sense? And then the air yeah. hits it, and it makes it cold. But there well, are air conditioners. Works? Don't you have, like, a little pocket one that you bought off of Amazon? Yeah, and that's how I found out about it, that I was talking to someone else about it. And she was like, yeah, because I live in Arizona, I can't have any houseplants because we just have our AC on all the time. So it's constantly sucking the moisture out of the air. And I was like, what? Because that's what mine does. Ugh. Chelsea, what? I don't know so if there's, a tube, of that. there's a tube that goes out my window and it sucks the air out from the outside and then it turns it with magic, I'm assuming. Um, turns it pulls the moisture out of the air and that's how it makes it cold. And then eventually it'll fill up with water that I have to dump out, but like the water's coming from the fucking outside. You don't put the water in, you take the water no. out. I yes. thought you had to put the water in. No, if you a put the water it? in, if you put the water in, that's a swamp cooler. Uh, An air conditioner uh? pulls the air from outside, and I'm assuming there's a little elf or something inside of it, and it turns, it sucks all the fucking oh my God. stuff. We all, I don't know. And then we it all makes it. fucking health conscious, and the Keebler elves had to move from their tree to air conditioners. 
Yeah, I don't blame them. But isn't that crazy? I, you know what? I honestly don't know if I knew that. Maybe I, I knew didn't. it, but I didn't comprehend that I knew it. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff, man. Just crazy stuff out there. I don't know how any of it works. I still don't really know how a camera works. And, you know, here we are talking over a fucking microphone in different parts of the state. Anyway, the camera, I do know that. Sometimes oh, if I think about things too much, I get a little lost in the sauce. All I know is that I just have to pee real bad from all the wine I drink while we've been recording. Well, you have to fucking finish this out, bitch. You're right. I'm going to. Um, so in another account, please. Uh, the locals were talking about how they were trying to move tree stumps, but were even unsuccessful with the help of 10 men. And as a child, I do remember my dad trying to pull tree stumps out with his truck, and it was like a whole neighborhood endeavor. So I assume it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's a re- Sometimes people are like, we got to pay someone to do this. Yeah. So they were like, oh, let's just recruit some of the Russians for help. And apparently two of the skinniest men from the island came and pulled out the trunk with their bare hands. And they were like, how the fuck did you did that? Did you do that? Sure. And they were like, uh, oh, it's just mind over matter. Like maybe leverage, but also maybe mind over matter. Um, no. Again, that's on some Joe Rogan bullshit. I don't know, man. It's hashtag true facts. facts hashtag not true facts. <laughs> it's uh, fine. It's fine. But while the locals aren't really too sure what to think of the Russians, they definitely give them more trust than actual government agencies. Um, because the group has come under the scrutiny of the fucking CIA and the KGB. Both groups who attempted to infiltrate the Russians and find out what they were really up to and like 100% came up short. They discovered exactly what the group had been telling people all along. They science, they work, they get drunk, somehow don't die. And whatever they do in those like underground bunkers, like their rituals, is really just like no different than just a fucking hangout where they talk about philosophy. That's essentially what I do every day. Um, I get drunk, I work, I hang out and do a culty shit, and then I don't die. And people are like, wow, how does she not die? And I'm like, I know. And you've never looked better. I mean, you know what? I'll agree to that to an extent, because while I maybe was in better shape once upon a time, I was doing some janky shit to my face with makeup. And um, I would just like to say, no, peak right now. Peak prime, When baby. I look at, um, just when I look at any photo of myself, I'm, like, upset with what I did to my face last week, so. What did you do to your face last week? I don't know. What didn't I do to my face last week? I, like, broke out like a teenage boy, and I had to use Sherman Williams to cover my adult-onset acne. Oh, you stupid fucking bitch. You had one pimple. I stress break out on my chin constantly because I'm pretty sure the end of days are tomorrow, and I don't know what I'll do with my dogs. That's fair. I did order some Clinique face wash, and I, I think that, that would solve all my problems. Yeah. I, um, uh, yep. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see also how this goes. Also got a new nail polish in the mail today. That'll 100% make me look prettier. Well, oh, I got okay. my nails fixed, and I feel like an oh, unstoppable force. I was so jealous when you left yesterday. Also, the heartache, like the small violin, when you and I were just like shooting the shit at work for the first time ever, and then I got a fucking phone call, and I had to do my goddamn job. I I hated that as well. I was like, God damn it, the capitalists win again. Yep. And just like a 
they told me to dance and I said how high. I was on that fucking phone call until 5 o'clock and I was supposed to leave at 4. Yeah, I bet. That guy, you knew him by name and that's never a good sign. Never a good sign. So anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, and the Russians on the island aren't the only people who got longevity after Chernobyl. Like, there have been little anomalies that have popped up where people just weren't killed by the massive amounts of radiation they were exposed to. And there are a group of self-settlers near Chernobyl called the Simosli, um, named for, like, kind of the region that they're in. And they were, like, at the center of the fucking meltdown, and they were all just resigned to stay home and die. They were at that age where they're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, what am I going to rebuild my life? I'll just stay here and let the radiation kill me. Yeah. Um, but they're still alive, which is very weird. Um, and the people who decided to stay... Um, who are older when the incident happened, have somehow, like, statistically lived 20 years longer than their peers who actually picked up and left and ended up dying of radiation exposure. And <sighs> I get behind the longevity and, like, living longer by rejecting capitalism and clean eating and copious amounts of alcohol. But there are definitely strange things going on on this island. Um one of the structures that these scientists built is called the Temple of Apollo. And it's painted with like all these fucking pagan petroglyphs all over the walls. And which is fun, but they also have like a priest come to the island weekly and help with religious ceremonies dedicated to the, re to the Virgin Mary. They have a pit of mirrors, which doesn't really serve a purpose that dumb people like you and I can understand. Yeah. But the scientists maintain these weird buildings and structures as religiously as they do, like, mathematically in their other practices. And the sciencey science was fine with the locals of Greece until the Russians decided to let the world know that they were actually working on immortality, which actually irked the people who were local. Um, the Greeks oh, you don't say? They yeah. got a little upset? That well, people are trying to be immortal. Yeah, they're okay with them, like the immortals coming and helping them remove tree stumps, but they didn't like the advertising with it. That bugged okay. up. Sure. Um, so they tried to get them like extradited after a temple to the Pythagorean philosophy was elected almost or erected almost overnight. But so far, they really haven't been like a legal match for these like hyper intelligent Russians who both have like the legal know how on how to, like, not get extradited back to Russia, and also just, like, probably some government money in their pockets because they're probably on to something that they, mm -hmm. you and I are never going to be let in on. Sure, yeah, because I'm an while, idiot who didn't know how an air conditioner worked. Same. Uh, and while the police didn't interfere, like, did interfere with the actual building of the temple, um, something strange happened with the group after that. Half left to go to like Russia slash Venezuela. Um, you know, half of the half half went um, to seek out other groups pursuing immortality while the other half stayed on Gavdos to work. And since that, completely fucking frozen in time. Okay. And that's the end. Like, that's the fucking end of it. Like, half, oh. half of them left and half of that half went to Russia, the other half of the half went to Venezuela, and then the other half stayed on the island where they have no aging whatsoever. Yeah. Sometimes they have a hard time believing things you say. And this is definitely one of them. 
What um, if I told you that my source was defenddemocracy.press backslash the orders from Chernobyl to Gavdos Crete? I was going to bring up that source specifically um, because when you go to that source, it says not secure site. It gives you a warning <laughs> before clicking on it. Um, yeah, you know, and that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. There is a Vice article, which is the most, but that says something. When Vice is the most, like, I'm like, that's our, yep, okay, I believe it. If Vice said, then, yeah. Here's the thing, weird thing with Russia, though, and this is not a conspiracy. They are, like, weirdly obsessed with immortality. So, like, I'm not sure if the United States has, like, a similar folk hero, maybe Johnny Appleseed. Uh, but they have like a Johnny Appleseed of immortality, but like even 10 times more famous. And they also have scientists working on immortality right now. Like there's something going on with Russia where immortality is like at the fucking front of their pituitary gland. Yeah. That's I would not also say there's, there's something on with Russia, period. Also, I will say if you go to the Vice article, the immortality commune of Gavdos, um, I would describe the pyramid structures and overall art and exhibits that they make as um, kind of like Burning Man-esque. Like, it's very reflective mirrors and geometric patterns and, like, green-looking tiling. You know, just very, like, we get it. You've done acid. You've done it. You yeah. love it. Change your life. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely looks very hippie-esque until you start, like, getting down to the nitty-gritty. Of, like, the mathematics of how they set sure. up the island. It's weird. Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. You bet there's weird shit there, for sure. Just like you and your weird counting and your things ascending. Everything's a little off. But a little do, off. I, do I Just think this is... Just a little off is... and full of wine urine. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, gross. Um, that's someone's fetish out there. Um, do I believe this? I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm going to go ahead and say no, exclusively because while it is fun to think that these are like X-Men who like, you know, they got bit by the radioactive Russian and turned in immortal mathematicians, um, there's something in the back of my brain that says um, radiation will turn you into human soup, uh, like a minestrone, if you will, before you um, start building pyramids on the Greek islands. But that's my opinion. Here's what I think. Uh, radiation isn't, like, one of those things where it's kind of the roll of the dice on how it will affect you. Like, we know how it will affect you. And it will fucking yeah. kill you. It's like, oh, are do some people have, are some people genetically predisposed to not be burned alive by fire? Like, fuck no. Everybody reacts to fire the same way. And it's similar yeah. to radiation. Um, so the fact that we have Chernobyl-level scientists who were exposed to shit that could have killed them, who are Alive and thriving is strange. And I would be curious to find out what exactly they're researching. um, If they're ever going to find out an answer how they survived that. I think that the smoke and mirrors of like their Pythagorean philosophy temple and their temple to Apollo and their weird mirror pit. I think that's more of an artistic expression on the fact that they're probably just living on an island and maybe bored. But there's definitely something going on with how the fuck do you survive ground zero of Chernobyl? Yeah, that's fair. I will agree with you there. So, we will see. Or we probably won't, honestly. But something. We'll see something. Um, I would like to say 
follow us on follow us on the everything. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. That's kind of it. I don't really like anything else. At Noelle Fane. You can find the podcast as Go to Hell Podcast on everything. We have a Facebook group. We have a Discord channel, which you can find the link to from the Facebook group. Um, if you can't, DM us. We'll get you there. Kelsey, who are you? I'm so glad that you mentioned all of that because we forgot to plug our own social media last time. I know. Uh, just, you know, if you really want to reach out to me, just go to the Go to Hell I'm not as active on any social media except for Reddit, but don't find me on Reddit. Uh, that's uncomfortable for me. Yeah, but That's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, but, eh, like, my Instagram is Harpy, H-A-R-R-R-P-Y. If you can think of a better name, go ahead and let me know it. Uh, all the Antarctica ones are taken, so good fucking luck. <laughs> Fair point. Um, we also have a Patreon, which you can listen to bonus episodes for a single doll hair. Um, that gets you access to everything. Uh, we don't have tiered shit anymore because I'm a man of the people. And I say, let the people have the extra episodes. Mm -hmm. um, we also have podcast merch up, which links are in my bio, the podcast Instagram bio. Um, we do have some cool patreon exclusive stuff coming out here shortly that we've been working with the fantastic kelly holloran on um and of course her etsy wildwood owl is always up with pins and stickers um get everything we have such cool fucking merch and i love seeing everyone in it yep i agree and if you ever want to slap some shit up and sell it feel free you have our utmost blessing we require uh, zero cut of any profits. That uh, you unlike a unlike a podcast out there, unlike a true cr crime podcast out there with two women hosts um, that has gone after their listeners for making art depicted from the podcast. Um, and I am very close to that podcast now. We are within two degrees of that podcast now because of yeah. some follow situations on uh -huh, the social uh -huh. medias. And so I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to say you can do whatever you want with our likeness. You could do whatever the fuck you want. And if you make money off of it, I am happy for you. Same here. Make all the money. I yeah. don't care. A rising tide raises all ships. Success is not a pie to be divvied up. We share it all. This is, you know, us. Yeah. Um, and with that, I will say, as always, hail Satan. Oh, man. Hail how much pee I'm about to pee, because I'm about to give birth, man. It's disgusting. It is.